You're listening to the Bride Chilla Podcast, helping bride chillas and groom chillas plan their wedding minus the bullshit, one podcast at a time. Welcome indeed, bride chillers and groom chillers. It is Thursday, and that means I am answering your wedding planning Q&A, and I hope you are enjoying the show. If you are enjoying the show, could I beg of a moment of your time for you to leave me a review? An iTunes review in particular would just do me very well. If, you even, if you're even, if you not an iTunes user, it's fine. If you listen to the show on another platform, that is A-OK. But iTunes seems to be the one that really helps me out. So if you could spend two minutes sharing, not even that, less if you like, sharing your thoughts on the show, I would be really grateful because it helps spread the word and helps convince people to hit that download and subscribe button. If perchance you are new to the show, I am really happy to have you on board. You're probably planning a wedding. Maybe you are just interested in weddings in general, relationships. Maybe you're thinking about getting hitched, but you don't know if it's going to happen. You don't know if you want to get married. Maybe you're overwhelmed. There's a list of maybes. I'd love to hear from you, especially if you would like to leave me a voice message. I love hearing your voice. I love knowing where you're from, where you've heard the show, where you heard about the show, how you listen, where you listen, what you do. Goes on and on. Lots of questions just from me to you. Unintentional rhyming. That's sort of gross, a little bit weird. No, it's really great for me to get to know my listeners because you are the wonderful people that drive the show. And as you will hear on today's episode, I've got a bunch of voice messages, questions, comments, thoughts, suggestions. And it's so great. Can I just say a few weeks ago, a lovely listener wrote to me and said, well, she didn't, she left a voicemail. And she said that she uses a a website called Thumbtack, which is a sort of, Well, it's like the shared economy. It's where you can go and ask someone if they have a specific skill to work for you. You know, you pay them sort of like Fiverr, uh, but maybe more hands-on. You might have someone that has is a designer or someone that perhaps is really good at a specific thing. Maybe you are looking for a house cleaner. I don't know. This could make your life easier while you are planning your wedding. Maybe you want to just create some domestic harmony in your life. Well, I this sounds like an ad. It's not an ad. This is just something I'm saying that someone recommended this website. And I know I've had quite a few responses now on Instagram and Twitter with people saying, oh, I found a professional. I found a, a cake maker. I found someone that was good at sewing to help me out with my wedding dress on Thumbtack. So it's really nice when you share recommendations with me because I can uh, recommend them to all of you too. So if you have a website or somewhere or a tip or something that you have found that I haven't spoken about that you think would be really good, hit me up on one of the social medias or visit uh, the website. There it is. I have so many voice messages messages to get to. I am going to uh, <laughs> do some vocal warm-ups next time I start to record. But this first message is from the lovely Lauren. And I want to say before she says anything, I want to say thank you to Lauren for your kind and generous donation. She visited the Save the Date Wedding Podcast uh, page and she simply clicked the PayPal donation button. And for that, I'm eternally grateful. If you are donating or you're thinking of donating to the show, it really helps me with my ongoing expenses. This isn't a full-time gig for me yet, and hopefully one day it will be very soon. But at the moment, I still work the nine to five, and I do this in my own time, which I love doing. 
But when you uh, donate, it also helps me with the running expenses, all the boring bureaucratic admin shit. So thank you, Lauren. Here she is. Hi, Alicia. My name is Lauren. I live in Wisconsin. Um, Unfortunately, I do not know anybody from Manitowoc, so I cannot solve the mystery of making a murderer for you. Thank you, Lauren, for even mentioning that. I'm still obsessed, as are we all, with that program. If you haven't watched it, take 10 minutes away. Not 10 minutes, 10 hours, actually. Go and watch it and be angry at the legal system. I deeply apologize for that. Uh, But anyway, I am getting married in June, which is just next month, so pretty exciting. And I wanted to say a few things. First of all, I love your podcast. You are actually the first podcast that I've ever listened to, and you are my favorite podcast. So thank you for opening my eyes to the wonderful world of podcasting. Lauren, this makes me so happy, and I'm delighted that you are embracing podcasting because once you start, it's a little like heroin, but not with the bad parts and probably not with the really nice high. I, look, I haven't done heroin, so I don't know, but I'm saying it's addictive. That was a really bad, really bad analogy. Carry on. Um, I listen to you when I run, and it's really great motivation for me because In order to finish the podcast, I maybe have to run another mile or two. So uh, thank you for being my motivation, and we exercise a lot together. I feel like you are my running buddy now. Again, I know I'm interrupting a lot. I do apologize, but Lauren makes me so happy hearing that because I am a podcast runner or a listener person. And it is one of those things when people say when we're talking about running and I talk to them and they say, yeah, I love listening to podcasts because I go off in a little world and I feel like it's a form of escape. I think about whatever the topic is and it distracts me from the pain. So it's really nice to hear that my voice, Lauren, is something that helps you uh, it motivates you and gets you moving. And for me, that's sort of like Ira Glass. I love This American Life. And I think Ira's my running buddy. And also, I've lately been listening to Planet Money, which is something if you are interested in podcasts and you like sort of short bites, they're usually 15 to 20 minutes. I have learned so much about finance and the monetary system. And that's not, I'm not really selling this as like a really exciting thing. But, you know, last week I listened to an episode about the credit card chip, like the chip inside our credit cards, about how that was invented. Who'd ever know? I'd never thought about that. Um, Really interesting stuff. And Lauren, I'm just delighted that you have taken that sort of journey and you're exercising and I will try and make the podcast a couple of extra minutes longer so you can get a little bit more burn. I also uh, was very excited to hear you say a few episodes ago that you are considering starting a new um, series, a new podcast series with Rich talking about marriage, because I think I was actually going to suggest that. So uh, when I heard that you are considering that, I was like, hey, she is reading my mind. But I think, you know, it's so easy to get caught up in the wedding and maybe maybe as far as the honeymoon, but nobody really thinks about what comes after the fact. And that's a lot longer than a eight hour or however long your wedding day is. So I think that'd be really great. I hope that you can do that. Um, My fiance and I have done some marriage prep classes and they've been awesome. And I don't want to stop listening to you after I get married. So please, please, please make that series. Well, you don't have to please, please, please anymore because we're recording it right now. 
I was about to tell you the name of the show, but I'm going to keep that under my hat for a little bit longer because we might do a proper launch and I won't be just blowing my top before it's too early. We are very excited about producing this podcast and it's for everyone, whether you are married or just in a relationship or considering being in a relationship. We want to try and keep it broad so it's inviting people uh, who maybe even aren't interested in getting married. I love all of the topics we've been coming up with, but we would like you, my lovely listeners, our lovely listeners, to suggest some topics uh, in regards to relationship stuff. You might have gone to couples counselling. You might be going through specific phases or have had specific phases in your relationship that you think it would be great to hear Rich and I talk about or find experts, sort of like I do here with this podcast is... If I don't have the knowledge base, I try and seek out someone that does. And for us, we really want to be uh, learning with you as well, because we're not experts. We're, We're experts in our own marriage in a sort of wanky way, but we're not experts in relationships, which is why we are going to be bringing wonderful people like Dr. Lindsay Beerer, who you've been listening to the past couple of weeks on the show. She's going to be coming on and talking regularly about relationships, which is great because I fucking love her. She's amazing. And they were some of my best rating episodes of the podcast. I know it's not about ratings, but it's always good to see what you guys like and what you're peeking at. And for me, the episodes that we just did about mental health and stress and anxiety, they went through the roof. You really responded well. So to me, it's all about, you know, pain points. It's all about finding solutions to things. And I know relationships, exactly what you just said, Lauren, They don't end. They're the beginning. Weddings are the beginning of the rest of your life. And I have no doubt we are all in our relationships going to go through highs and lows. And that doesn't necessarily mean within your relationship. Stuff's going to happen in your family, with friends, with jobs, with health. And we have to sort of be prepared for them. And to us, this is the sort of podcast we want to bring something fun and silly, but also something that's really informative And hopefully asking questions and starting topics and discussions that aren't necessarily happening um, as much. So sort of what I'm doing here. I really like the idea of having uh, a non-censored fun and, uh, well, something with a bit of meaning as well. So if you have a topic you would like us to cover, now is the time to suggest it. Because we are going to be recording ahead of time because we both have jobs and other podcasts to host. (laughs) I laugh at that because we always sort of go, no, we won't have another project on the go. That'd be silly. And then we create another project. We're machines, happy machines. So my question for you, we are having a relatively large wedding um, because my fiance has a large family. And because of that, there's a huge variability in how many people we might have at the wedding. And we've sent out invitations And we're currently waiting on RSVPs, but as you probably know, there's always some people who won't RSVP. And if you're having a small wedding, that's pretty easy to plan for. But when that difference could be 20, 30, 50 people, that's a little more difficult. And I know that we'll have to track down some RSVPs, but I guess my question for you is, A, how do you recommend getting people to RSVP and following up on that in a pretty timely fashion so we can get our numbers? And B, how do you plan for people who might just show up the day of and not RSVP and suddenly be at our wedding? Because obviously we want to accommodate people who are coming out and flying out, um, even though they probably should tell us that they're coming. 
But um, yeah, so any advice that you have for preparing for that and also just how to do as much planning as possible before we have our final numbers, that would be great. Uh, Thank you for your podcast and I hope to hear back from you. Bye. I feel like I should do a whole episode on RSVPs because to be honest, I'm going to just say it. People are shitheads when it comes to this sort of stuff. It's really frustrating when you spend all of your time getting this guest list together, deciding who has the privilege, (laughs) I say that very tongue in cheek, who you want to be there. You plan this stuff, you print things out, you get it all sorted, and then suddenly you're waiting by the mailbox and nothing happens. I feel like this is where many bride chillers can easily slip into the dreaded Zilla zone. And it's sort of warranted, not to be rude, but also just to say, hey, I am really trying to keep my shit together now. And you are really testing me because I don't know who's coming. I can't work out my money. We are struggling with where to place people on seats and tables and all this sort of stuff. I can't make any real decisions. We can't make any real decisions, faux pas, when you aren't getting back to me. And also, if you've got a B list, you have a very finite amount of time where it's cool to send the other invitations when someone has said no I can't come and maybe you've got some extra invitations that you want to send out but obviously within a time frame that's not going to seem like you were inviting them the week before the wedding so Lauren this is actually a really big topic that's probably a little too big for me to be answering in a quick Q&A but I will say I really believe if you can also add an online component to your RSVP list, people are a lot quicker because they've just got to click a button. And to be honest, I think more couples should embrace this. Now, whether it doesn't mean you have to do all of your invitations online, but there are literally hundreds of apps. There's bloody Google Forms that are free. You can set up in three minutes. There are ways that you can collate all of your information and then also add a really nice, simple tick a box, push a button situation where you know if someone's coming or not within a couple of minutes. So I would say, and it might be too late, I don't know, but if you have an email list or something, sometimes when an email comes through and you go, yep, okay, reply, respond, hit a button, let's go, it's done. Whereas if you have to go and post a letter or you need you need to put people through a certain amount of steps, like, and this is not you know, when we think about it to go, how hard is it when you've pre-addressed an envelope uh, and put a stamp on it, perhaps, to go to a post office or chuck it in a box? But some people are stupid and they don't do that sort of stuff. That's that's very basic of me to say some people are stupid, some people are lazy, some people forget, some people have lives. But when you are giving them a one-step process, then perhaps that will make things easier for them. I don't think it is rude to prompt people, especially if they're over the time. And for you just to say in an email, now an etiquette expert would go, get fucked, Alicia, that's really rude. But I actually think bride chillers take control. Bride chillers and groom chillers just say very politely, hello, we are just trying to finalize our numbers and we'd love to know if you plan on attending. We really hope that you do. And if not, that's cool. But uh, we would like to be able to finalize our numbers so we can invite other people. Now, that's probably not very, uh, don't just write what I've said, because that's not great. But along those lines, sometimes if you just give people a little push, they will go, oh, of course I'm coming. I can't believe I haven't, oh gosh, I forgot to send that thing. How awful. Yes, done. Here's an email. Or yes, here's a text message. Although I don't think text is necessarily the way to go. So 
one option is if you have all of the email addresses, especially those who haven't RSVP'd, to create a quick form, go to Appy Couple perhaps, a Google form. I know that Wedding Paper Divas also do this sort of stuff. Create a little tick box, send them something that's discreet and polite and just get them to reply. Now, when you mention that people will turn up uninvited, I feel like I need to turn up there and tell these people that they are really rude. And they'll be like, who the hell is this Australian that's turning up and yelling at us? And you go, listen, this is Alicia and she really believes that manners are the foundation of society. And who does that? Who does that? Gosh, I know none of us out there would just turn up to an event, a big event. I'm not talking about like a barbecue. This is a wedding by going, oh, yeah, I was going to send the RSVP, but I didn't. You know, and what would just really make things better for them is to go, oh, sorry, we didn't know you were coming. So there's no food. There's no drink. And can you just go and sit on this deck chair over here? Because we didn't put a seat at the table for you because you're rude. Look, Lauren, I... I really, as I said, this is a much bigger conversation and you've prompted me to actually make some notes and do something a little bit more long form about it. But I do think it's not out of the realms of politeness to give them a cheeky poke in a, in a, just a simple email form just to say, and if they're old people, maybe it's a phone call, but just to say, we really want to see you there. No pressure, but we really appreciate if we could just know where you stand. I don't think that's rude. It's the least that they could do. You're giving them free food, booze, and good times. Thank you, Lauren, for writing and voicemailing. You're gorgeous. Woo-hoo-hoo! Oh, my gosh. If you don't know what the hell Aileen's talking about, it is... I did a whole episode. Uh, I did a whole episode called uh, How to Create a Phallic-Free Hen Party or Bachelorette. So it's just saying, if you're not into the dicks, if you're not into wearing big penis necklaces and sucking on a penis straw and even if you are just coming up with some ideas that aren't necessarily let's all go watch some dodgy stripper pretty schlong around I mean it's just not everyone's bag maybe it is and that is just a-okay with me if you like doing that fine but I wanted to provide some other options and I think that sometimes we get a little lax especially the wedding media they pump out the same five ideas about going well if you want to have a hen's day you just simply go and do wine tasting which actually is a great idea but you know I think that there are other options to do so uh Aileen carry on gosh carry on thanks to your tips and you know having it in my head already that I didn't want to have a lot of penises hanging off me or everywhere on the day I told my bridesmaids that we had an afternoon tea in my family home followed by a night in a piano bar of all places I didn't get to find out what was really going on until I arrived but it was incredible and I just wanted to let you and your listeners know that it can be done differently and I've done it uh, F yes, that is 20,000 million gold stars to you and your crew, Aileen, because that's quite a piano bar. I mean, how classy is that? I did have to laugh. I spent the weekend with my best friend, Julia, and uh, we actually, this sounds exotic, but this is, I'm recording this on Sunday. You're listening to this on Thursday or maybe in the year 2044. Hello to the future. But uh, whenever you're listening to this, I've spent the previous weekend in Sweden with my, our beautiful friend, Julia who is there to host the Australian broadcast of Eurovision. And uh, so she flew over there and we went, we've got to see her. So we flew to Sweden and we had a delightful time. 
Hello Stockholm. Literally beautiful, beautiful city. Amazing weather. We had a lot of uh, thick. No, that's not what it's called. Ficker. Ficker is what I'm trying to say. Just cinnamon buns. They were bloody delicious. I had a carb overload. I've already come home and done a workout because I felt like my ass may fall out of the jeans, but had a delightful time. However, we during the weekend, we were talking about the word classy and how I like to use the word classy, but it's sort of ironically because we were staying in a hotel. I'm like, this, this hotel's pretty classy. And it, the word, I don't know if this is going to translate for our American listeners or our Brits, I suppose, but in Australia, you know, oh, it's pretty classy. It's not really, it's a bit bogan. You know, it's a bit rough. So uh, I then, the word du jour of the whole weekend was classy. Everything was classy. And we had to have a giggle because I couldn't think of another thing to describe when something genuinely was classy. Like, as I'm saying to you, Aileen, a piano bar sounds classy. It sounds like a classy night out. But now I say it with a giggle because I feel like, uh, you, you get is this an inside joke? Are we bored? Let's go back to Aileen. Come on. Just had the hen party this weekend. And I arrived to everybody all dressed up in afternoon tea outfits with fascinators and hats. It was fabulous. The place was decorated amazingly. We ordered in food from a place here in Dublin called Casey Peaches. And it was all mini sandwiches and uh, mini desserts and all beautiful, beautiful food. And we sat and we had some champers and we had some drinks. We played some games. We played an object. It's actually a really cool one. And uh, I'd never heard of it before. It was an, called the object game. So everybody was told to bring something that when I opened it would make me think of them. So there was about 18 of us at the house and one by one I had to open and kind of pick who it matched or what it, why that person had sent it on to me. So it was so funny. And then I had to obviously explain the story behind it. Now, the mother of the groom made it a little easy by writing that it was from her on it because she didn't realise, but it was hilarious. We also played a Mr. and Mrs. game, which was really good fun too, where the best man recorded him asking the groom some questions um, about me and John, my fiancé. And I had to answer the questions and see how many we matched with. So that was fantastic. Great fun. And actually, we do know a lot about each other. People thought we were cheating at first because I was getting the answers right. I'm also sorry, a little bit hoarse after um, all the fun and dancing. So, yeah, it was just fantastic. The only penises that were there were some straws and a couple of candles, but I chose to ignore those. The piano bar was amazing. It was something different and never been there before. And yeah, got home at 4am and as a bit of a non-drinker, I drank loads, but we were the best behaved hen party I've ever seen. Everybody had an absolute blast. No one felt left out at any point of the day and it was such a good day. So I just wanted to let you know and the rest of the bride chillers out there that it can be done differently, you know, when you ask. My bridesmaids, and particularly my sister-in-law, who's my maid of honour, did an awesome job. And I'm just so proud of them and just delighted. Two months and 12 days till the wedding now. So, yeah, I'll just leave it there. And thank you for every piece of advice um, that's in the podcast, Alicia. It's fantastic. And it's just nice to know that there are other people out there who have the same issues. So I'll leave it there. Have a great time, great day, and grog's bannocked. Bye. Oh, my Lord. 
I love you. Thank you so much, Aileen. And thank you for sharing. This is what I'm talking about. You are such a wonderful community. I'm not blowing smoke up your asses. I just think that this is something that I had no idea when I started hosting the show that you'd all suggest stuff and talk to each other. And it just makes me like a proud mama, a proud Brad Chiller mama. It's lovely to hear that your uh, May Chillers and your crew all embrace this idea. And it sounds like you had an amazing time. I love that you had a hoarse voice. I love that means you had a good time. I know whenever I've got a croaky voice, it's either that I've been in a loud venue and I'm trying to talk, always talking, uh, and I've had a great time. I've been yelling and singing and dancing. So, oh, I'm so delighted. And I'm so delighted for you that you're on the countdown as well. Have you done something similar to Aileen? Have you have you got a phallic-free idea? Or what are some of the interesting things that are a little outside the box? Or maybe you've been surprised by your bridal party or your crew when it comes to a hens or bachelorettes. Maybe you're not even having a hens or bachelorettes. Maybe you're going on a big trip. Maybe you're hitting the road. Maybe you're going in a caravan. Wow, I've got so many ideas today. What are you doing If you have something like Aileen that you'd like to share with us, I know we would all be very grateful for the inspiration and uh, also some feedback. I think it's always good to hear how things are gone afterwards, which is why I'm encouraging people to get in touch and do some Bride Chiller graduate uh, episodes where I will be bringing back people that have had experiences that maybe were, well, obviously all positive, but also it's good to just get to the, the heart of things and say, well, after the wedding, what you do differently, what you would uh, do more of or spend less money on or spend more money on. I think it's really good to have these practical examples because I know every time I hear a bride chiller or a groom chiller ring in with these these moments of feedback, I'm like, yeah, actually, that's a really good idea. Or I'd never thought of it from that perspective. And of course, all of our experiences, whether it be planning a wedding or in friendship or with families, are going to be different. But it's great to hear different perspectives and then learning from them and uh, figuring out what we can add to our lives or our planning as well. So my homework for you, my pretties, uh, this week is especially to do with uh, motivating Rich and I to be doing our new podcast, nearly said the name of it again, but I'm not going to do that yet. Uh, If you have a specific relationship related topic, now I'm going to give you a couple we're working on because I'd love your feedback. And they're not all like straighty, lacy, boring. None of them are going to be boring, clearly. But these are things that I've been throwing around with friends. For example, our friend Will and his partner, soon to be husband Joe, they have this situation where Joe loves surprises and Will fucking hates surprises. And Joe really wants Will to surprise him every birthday. And Joe goes to amazing lengths to surprise Will in hope that Will would like pick up on it and go, oh yeah, I'll do a surprise. So this is something silly, but these are things that, you know, we love the idea about doing an episode about surprises and expectations and maybe thinking about your partner uh, and, and their wants and needs a little bit more from a different perspective. There we go again, perspectives. So that's one episode we're working on. We're going to talk to Joe and Will and try and work through this surprise stuff, um, especially in the lead up to their wedding. And after their wedding, we'll be talking to them because I think there are a couple of surprises that both of them may be working on. I don't want to give too much away because they might be listening to this. 
Also, we are doing uh, an episode about long distance love and relationships. Also about um, second marriages, finding out like, you know, he, I did he go while we we're in Sweden, we met up with some other friends and I took my microphone. And one question we asked, which again is something I love your feedback on, is do you talk about the people that you've had sex with, if you've had sex with other people, before you met your partner? Or is it out of bounds? Do you not talk about it at all? Do you have a joke? I mean, Rich and I, not to give too much away, because we'll talk about this, we sort of were pretty open slather with where we've been before. <laughs> not in a gratuitous way, but we were like, yeah, all right, here's what happened. Here's the people I've been with. And well, some things were better than others. And we sort of, it's sort of candid now. But then when we've talked about that to friends, some of them are like, oh my God, no. No, it is. We drew the line. We have, you know, it's got nothing to do with this relationship, so we're not going to share it. Or they might say, oh my gosh, my partner would be so jealous if I ever talked about any other guy that's been downtown Julie Brown. So look, these are topics. Again, if you have something specific that you'd like us to cover, knowing what we are like, or if there's something a bit more serious that you would like Dr. Lindsay Beer to talk about. If you have a question that's maybe not wedding related, but we could then smooch on into the new podcast, we are open for business. Hit us up with a voice message. A couple voice message would like blow my mind. You can do that via the uh, our website, savethedatepodcast.com and uh, let us know what you think. Maybe you've got a question. Maybe you've got a comment. Oh, I'm so excited. Like we are literally bursting. I know Rich pretends he's not bursting with excitement, but he is. He's very excited. All right. I have used your time, hopefully wisely today. Thank you for sharing this time with me. Thank you in advance for your iTunes review. And if you feel like purchasing a bride chiller, groom chiller, or maid chiller, t-shirt, tote, mug, all that other stuff, visit shop.savethedatepodcast.com and uh, check it out. Until tomorrow, my beautiful friends. Happy days.